0: Well, good morning. Today is the Northern Virginia Pulpit Swapalooza, which you probably figured out. And I was lucky enough to get to preach to you. I have never been here before. And I'm sharing a sermon with you that I first preached to the UU Church of Silver Spring in 2011, one of my favorites, revised for you today. I'm delighted to be with you this morning to be able to preach in this beautiful historic sanctuary. It's true that worship can happen anywhere and that it's about the presence of those who show up, but it's also also a treat to be able to preach in a beautiful setting. I serve as the interim minister at Bull Run Unitarian Universalists, which is in Manassas. And I live in Arlington, so driving out this way involves some travel for me. In our reading or hearing of Genesis this morning, we find Jacob traveling. And I'm inviting you now to join Jacob and me as we travel this road together. If we're going to be traveling together, we should pack some things, and you'll probably want to know a little bit about your traveling companion. There are things I carry with me all the time. I am a theist. I experience the divine as God and through the Bible, and I use the language of a theist. If this language is not your own, phrase books are available to help you in translation. I encourage you to think of God as love if my language is a stumbling block for you. I find it useful to pack an open mind. These are expandable and very handy for storing any special treasures you find on the journey. You may find that preconceived notions and assumptions weigh your luggage down unnecessarily and it may be advisable to leave those behind. And of course you don't want to forget a good pair of walking shoes. You will want sturdy, comfortable shoes for the journey. If for some reason you should be unable to continue the journey in your own shoes, you may have to walk in someone else's for a while. I should also tell you that I love the Jacob stories. I think more than any other character in the Hebrew Bible, we are intended to identify most with Jacob. In a later story, Jacob, whose name means he takes by the heel. He's going to get another name from God. Now, does anybody know what that name is? Not my daughter. Anybody who is not my daughter know what that name is? Okay, it's it's Israel. He strives with God. The Israelites will be named for him. Jews are meant to see themselves reflected in Jacob, Israel. I am a nice Jewish girl from New York, and to some extent that resonates with me. Well, to a large extent. Jacob is so human. He is who we are at our best and our worst. Now, I know you are not all of Jewish descent, but have no fear. In Romans chapter 8, Paul tells us that we can all be adopted into the family of Jesus. And in Matthew chapter 1, the genealogy of Jesus tells us that Jesus is a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So we are all invited into the clan. I'm inviting you into my mishpacha, my family. Come in sit down after the service we'll have a nice nosh so you may now identify with Jacob also now jacob was travelling light he was on his way to find a wife in padanaram where his mother was from because he had to get out of dodge quickly after tricking his brother esau out of his birthright and out of his father's blessing Jacob was a trickster, but he had finally poked his brother one too many times. There was no Uber, so Jacob was using foot power. I'm all for camping, but I have to tell you that I prefer pillows to stones. Even so, there is something special about sleeping out beneath the stars on a warm summer evening. Anybody ever done that? It's so nice. And what a dream Jacob had under those stars. Can you imagine? There is a staircase and the angels of God are going up and down. Up and down the staircase. We think of angels as residing in heaven, but they aren't going down and up. They are going up and down. If they are going up, they must have started on the ground. Does this mean that the angels are already among us? And who are these angels? They are the Malachi Elohim, the angels of God, who in some texts are used as representatives or even manifestations of God's own self. These are not the heavenly host. There is another Hebrew word for them. So these angels are already among us, representatives, perhaps even manifestations of God's own self here on earth. In case we aren't sure about this, the text tells us that Jacob encounters God standing beside him. And then Jacob wakes. He says to himself, surely God, surely Lord was in this place, and I did not know. In Hebrew, did you know you were going to get a Hebrew lesson today? In Hebrew, there is no need for a personal pronoun with a verb because the personal pronoun is incorporated with the verb. However, in this text, the personal pronoun appears. It adds emphasis so that we may read it I, I did not know. I hear anguish in Jacob's voice when he says this. He has encountered God and he didn't realize he would. Where else has he had that opportunity and missed it? Where have you encountered God? Did you know it? Have you seen the angels of God walking among us? Yeah, I'm, my daughter knows what's coming next. I'm going to tell a story about her. About 21 years ago, I was sitting on the beach with my then two-year-old daughter. It had been stormy, so the sea was rough, and we were sitting all the way back by the dunes so as not to get swept up in the rough surf. The beach was empty and my husband had gone back up to my mother's apartment for something. My daughter was sitting in a beach chair and I was taking pictures with a film camera, as you do 20 years ago. Suddenly, a huge wave, bigger than any that had rolled up the beach that morning, roared in and came all the way up to the dunes. It swept me off my feet and took my daughter, the chair, and all of our stuff down the beach. I remember seeing hands and feet sticking up from the white surf as she was pulled far beyond my reach. But two men had just walked by. They had come from nowhere. They were right there, and one of them reached down and pulled her up. My daughter remembers seeing herself from above as she tumbled down the beach, and she remembers being held on this man's shoulder as he returned her to me. I was in shock, but I think I managed to thank you. These men were angels of God. But what of the times when no angel comes to the rescue? Seventy people died in that train crash in Cameroon just yesterday, and that's only the count so far. What of the times when no angel comes to the rescue? Do we encounter God then? Some have said that at these times God is hidden or absent, but I believe I believe we can encounter God even then. In my own theology, God is always present if we allow room. At least if we all make room, we have the chance for an encounter. As a pediatric intensive care nurse, I have seen children die from long illnesses, from unexpected illnesses and accidents, and from senseless violence. No angel reached out in those instances to pull those children back. Yet I have seen families respond with great love and compassion, even donating organs when they had expected to be celebrating a child's birthday. I have known families to receive some comfort even in the midst of their grief from actions such as these. In those times, I saw God at work. In my own times of grief, I have also experienced the presence of God in the love and care of others. Perhaps you have some experience of this yourself. These experiences helped me to realize that I could also allow God to work through me for others. But have I? Have I allowed others to encounter God through me? Have I been there in someone else's time of need? I think the Hindus have this right. The greeting namaste, which can sometimes be done silently just with a bow. The greeting namaste means the divine in me honors the divine in you. What kind of a world would we have if we remembered the divine in all of us? What if those running for elected office recognized the divine in each other and in each other's supporters? What if our elected officials recognize the humanity and the divinity in their constituents rather than worshiping party affiliations and money? What does it take to do this? First, I think we have to stop yelling at each other. In our culture of outrage fueled by hate mongers, we spend so much time shouting our own slogans at each other and thinking about what we're going to say next that we rarely, if ever, stop to listen to what the other side is saying. The Jewish theologian Martin Buber said that we must strive for the I-thou relationship with each other. In his philosophy, only in the I-thou relationship Can we really interact as equals with one another? He said that this is the only relationship possible with God. Buber wrote this in German, and in German it is ich und du. It is important to remember that thou, a word we rarely use in English anymore, is the second person singular, the intimate you, not the formal you. If we are to see the divine in each other, we must see each other as thou, individually and not as it. We must recognize each other as equals, even when we do not agree. Perhaps, most especially then. What of Jacob? He did not know God was in this place. And I... I did not know, he said. He emphasized himself as if to say to himself that he, of all people, should have known this. He looked inward. Where else had he missed God before? What if he had recognized the divine in his brother Esau? Well, you need to keep reading in Genesis to find out what happens the next time he encounters his brother. If you don't know where to find Genesis, it's it's the first book in the Bible. Perhaps Jacob has learned something this day. This all came to Jacob in a dream, and dreams, dreams are filled with possibilities. I invite you now to imagine the possibilities when we are open to encountering the divine in our lives. And when we are open to seeing God in others and allowing others. Us-